Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Today is the 7th of April. 7th of April. April 7th. April 7th, and uh, I guess it's Good Friday. <laughs> I guess. It is Good Friday. Let me set this up here, and we are coming live once again from Oshawa. We're coming live from Oshawa, Ontario, Southern Ontario, Durham Region, Southern Ontario, Canada, and that is the nation of Canada. And uh, we are in the continent of North America. We are not in South America or Africa or Asia or Australia. We are coming from North America. So here it is 10 a.m. And I know most of my viewers are at least five hour difference, at least minimum five hours. That's mid uh, Central Africa. And then we get, we go more uh, east. And then you get more into the seven, eight, nine, ten hour difference when you get into um, Pakistan, uh, India, Bangladesh, Indonesia, get into all those different nations. And of course, these are being transformed into podcasts, podcasts. And uh, so we're a little bit uh, in Asia with the podcast, so we appreciate that, but it's a great message. So we're going to just wait a few seconds here to let some people come on board. I always give a, a kind of a, an update that we're coming on live soon. We'll be going live soon, but uh, it's hard to, I can't put a time because it's my time and then my time is not their time. So I got really no choice but to kind of just wing it. So they're coming on board now. So thank you very much. And please, uh, I like it when you mention your nations. I like it when you mention your nations. I got a few flags here, but I won't start waving them unless I see nations. All right. So we have a very interesting teaching today. And uh, something I wanted to do was to do a teaching for every post that I post but it'd be too much, it'd be too much, it, because sometimes I post three, four different posts uh, almost every day, so it'd be too many live streams, but anyhow, this post I did, um, or I read a post, I read a post, somebody's post, and it inspired me to, to do this teaching, and it was something that I wanted to do, so um, I'm trying to do a live stream once a week, and then we do a video um, once every two weeks. I do it online teaching with uh, different brothers, sisters, different churches, ministries. So anyhow, so God bless you all. And uh, it's a good Friday and Easter's coming up. That's all great. But um, there's uh, we need to live these things out for all to see. So anyhow, let's start here. This is live stream number 53, April 7th, 2023. Yeah, well, I don't understand that. I don't know why you put that kind of language. Is that Urdu? I don't understand that. Anyhow, it's kind of a waste of time. It's kind of a waste of time. But anyhow, let's go. All right, so the topic I wrote here, hot topic. It's a hot topic. And the topic is the importance of miracles. 
the importance of miracles, signs, and wonders, the gifts of the Spirit in the life of the individual believer, and the church, the body of Christ, and the Christian ministry. The importance, all right, or the value, all right? So we not only have cessationists, we not only have cessationists in the church. So cessationists are those who don't believe in miracles for today. They don't believe that the miracles are for today. They don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, but we also have far too many Christians, including preachers, that downplay, they downplay the importance of miracles. They downplay the importance of miracles, signs and wonders in the life of the church simply because they do not know how to walk in them for themselves and for those around them. Yet the head of church, Jesus, walked in them all the time. Therefore, so must we as his body. There should be no difference between the body and the head, right? Because the body is supposed to follow the head as it is in the human body. My physical body, top down, now my head's part of my body, of course, but I'm just trying to make a point here that my body, my physical body follows my head. All right? So we're supposed to follow the head. All right? That's called lordship. So anyhow, the word downplay, the word downplay, I mentioned the word downplay, how they downplay the importance of miracles. The word downplay make equals to make something appear less important than it really is, all right? Or to treat or speak of something so as to reduce emphasis on its importance and value. In other words, to attach little, very little importance or little value to something, and in this case, we're talking about the miraculous or the supernatural, or the supernatural power of God to heal, deliver, perform miracles, signs, and wonders upon the earth, which is a humongous, massive mistake. It's a huge mistake. And we're going to give an account for that in the judgment seat of Christ. So today is uh, the 7th. I started my fast um, two days into uh, the last two days of uh, March. So I think today is the 7, 8, 9. Today's the ninth day of my fast. So anyhow, I got my juice here. My prune juice, Black River, very good juice, good for you. Clean out your colon <laughs> when you're in a fast. Anyhow, let's go to the Word, all right? Let's go to the Word for ourselves and to see for ourselves what God himself has to say about all this, how really miracles are really not that important. <clears throat> You know, or they don't exist for today, whatever. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 1. If you got your Bibles, if you got your Bibles, you got your Bibles, you go to 1 Corinthians 12, 1, or you go after whatever. I'm using the Amplified. And most trend, most verses here I'm going to be using the Amplified. Uganda. All right. So now they're showing. So when you show your, uh, when you show your nation, I'll show the, I'll show the flag. It's upside down. It's upside down. All right. So Uganda. All right. Uganda. All right. Maybe I should put it around my my neck. There we go. All right. That looks good. Black on black. All right. So let's go to First Corinthians twelve one. First Corinthians one. It says here now about the spiritual gifts, uh, the special endowments 
of supernatural energy, brethren, male and female, I do not want you to be misinformed or ignorant. Wow. Okay, so right there, I can do a whole teaching on that, but I won't. But Baal is saying that we need to get rid of the ignorance, the, the misinformation. Oh boy, media is full of misinformation. We need to get rid, rid of the ignorance when it comes to the gifts. All right? And I wrote here, 1 Timothy 2.4b, it's God's will for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Accurate knowledge, specific clarity, uh, accurate knowledge of the truth. All right? In all areas, not just some areas, but all areas. All right? So, let's move on. We're still in 1 Corinthians here. Let's go to 4, 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, four to seven. Paul says here, now there are distinctive varieties and distributions of endowments, gifts, extraordinary powers, distinguishing certain Christians due to the power of divine grace operating in their soul by the Spirit. And they vary. The gifts vary. But the same Spirit remains the same. And there are distinctive varieties of service and administrations, but it is the same Lord there are distinctive varieties of operations of working to accomplish things. To accomplish things. You know, okay. To accomplish things, but it is the same God who inspires and energizes them all in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. All right? So, to accomplish things, verse 6, and for good and profit, verse 7, has to do with the gifts, but also regarding healing. All right? So how many would agree with me? How many would agree with me that healing, healing of all sickness, all manners of sickness, disease, infirmities, weaknesses, deliverance of all demons, deliverance from all bad habits is good. It's profitable. All right? So basically, we need the miracles. We need the miraculous to accomplish things. All right? We just do because Jesus depended on them to accomplish his ministry, what he was sent to do. And now we're going to look at that a little bit. We're not going to go into too much detail. Well, I've already done some teachings on healing. But we need to depend on the miraculous, the supernatural, in order to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. It's all part of it. All right? You can't separate this from the life and ministry of Jesus. You just can't. You just can't. If you do, you'll have some problems in the judgment seat of Christ. All right? You might as well start ripping pages out of the Bible. So let's keep going in 1 Corinthians 12. Still in Corinthians 12. It says here, 9 and 10, we'll read... To another, wonder-working faith by the same Spirit. To another, the extraordinary power of healing by the, the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. All right? Very clear here that this is not Jesus talking. This is Jesus was long gone. Jesus was long back into heaven. Long back into heaven. All right? So Paul is writing here regarding... Powers of healing, wonder-working faith, 
faith that works wonders, and the working of miracles. All right? Still in 1 Corinthians 12, let's go to verse 28. And then we'll look at uh, some other verses in the Gospels. So I wrote two different translations here. Look at Let's look at the Amplified first. So God has appointed some in the church. God, not man, not Paul, not even Jesus, but God has appointed or set in the church apostles, prophets, teachers, then wonder workers, wonder workers, workers of miracles, signs, and wonders, and then those with the ability to heal the sick. All right? That's what Paul wrote, inspired by the Holy Spirit, the one who actually does the miracles. Let's read it out of the New King James. Same verse, out of the New King James, God has appointed these in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers. After that, miracles, plural, then gifts, plural, of healings, plural. All right? So we need to renew our minds. We need to renew our minds to these realities because they're part of the realities of the new creation. They're part of it. All right? You can't separate them. Some do, but you're not supposed to. Now, what I had read the other day, what I had read the other day, a post, basically, some have said that obedience, obedience to God's word is more important than miracles. All right? <laughs> All right. So, I think I know what he was trying to say. Uh, you know, those who are putting so much emphasis on miracles and, uh, and they should put more emphasis on obedience to God. And I would agree with that to a certain degree. But overall, his post was very misleading. God's word from Genesis to Revelation, I wrote here, is full of all kinds of miracles that are based upon someone's obedience and faith. All right? Let me put it this way. Miracles are based upon our obedience and our belief in God's word. All right? And the reason a lot of these preachers are not seeing the miracles as they should be is because they're not into the word as they should be. All right? And they're not getting the word inside of them. All right? They're not sowing the word. That's what I've been doing for quite a few years now, a few years, especially since the Lord gave me that word when this whole stupid pandemic started. He says, the nations will open up to you because of my healing power. I said, oh, okay, well, I, I need to really get serious about this healing stuff. You know, that was my mistake. But anyhow, so that's so what I did. And I've been in healing verses ever since. I have a binder upstairs with all these healing verses. And I go over them every day and I have them on my recorder. to listen to them while I'm praying in tongues. So, let's look at what the Word says about obedience and miracles. All right? And I had already put the notes together for this teaching. And last night, the verse that came to me, or the verse that came to me was regarding Jesus and the miracle, His first miracle that took place regarding water, 
being transformed into wine. All right, so that's found in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 2, chapter 2, uh, from verse 1 to 11. We're not going to read it all, okay? 1 to 11, but just even verse 5, okay? Verse 5, it says, His mother, Jesus' mother, Mary, said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. All right? And even in verse 7, Jesus said to them, his disciples, fill the water pots, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim. And then he told them what to do again in verse 8. All right? So he told them what to do. So when somebody tells you to do something and you do it, that's a type of obedience. All right. I don't like the word obedience, but there is a place for obedience because even the Lord gave me the word obedience on a few occasions. All right. So they obeyed him. In other words, they did what he told them to do. All right. That's obedience. But they did. They, you know, they responded to him and his request favorably. All right. And they did it. And what happened? The water was transformed into wine. So, I'd say that's obedience to the word. All right? Okay. So, let's move on to Mark 16. Mark 16, the Gospel of Mark. We all know this one. Verse 17 to 20. Verse 17 to 20. And these attesting signs. Oh, signs and wonders and miracles will accompany those who believe. Those who walk by faith. In my name, in my place, Jesus speaking here, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents. And even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will get well. They will get healed. So we got healing. That's the Great Commission. Was well, the Great Commission not for today? Oh, so if the healing's not for today, are they saying... That the, the Great Commission, no, the cessationists, the cessationists don't say that the Great Commission is not for today, but this is for, this is part of the Great Commission. So they need to, you know, they need to put their, their theology under scrutiny with the word. So then the Lord Jesus, the Lord, not the Savior Jesus, the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. All right, sat down at the right hand of God. When he sat down, we sat down. Verse 20, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them. Wow, the Lord kept working with them. Well, he's seated. He's gone. It says they left and he's seated. But he says he kept on working with them. What, did he come back? No, he didn't come back. He kept on working with them by the Spirit. And confirming the message by the attesting signs and miracles that closely accompanied it. So there you go. So there should be signs and wonders. There should be miracles with the message to those who believe. So we have a lot of people that don't believe. That's the problem right there. All right. Let's move on to John 21. John 21, 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did. Wow. If they should be all recorded one by one in detail, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain have room for the books that would be written. 
So this, what he did, not what he said, what he did, well, what did he do? What did he do? He said a lot of things. He did a lot of preaching. He did a lot of teaching. But what did he do? He didn't do preaching. He didn't do teaching. He did miracles. He did miracles. He healed. He healed. He raised the dead. He delivered. He fed thousands of people supernaturally. He walked on water and so much more. All right? He did so much that it says right here that they wonder if the world would have enough books to contain everything that he did. Yeah. And we have people saying today that healings, miracles, signs, wonder are not for today. Let's move on to John 6.2. John 6.2. It's a little bit different here. John 6.2. The Gospel of John. And a great crowd was following him. I should, I should have written here, what are the benefits of the miracles, of the healings? The benefits. Or maybe I should write that down on my notes before I get into this section here. What are the benefits of the miracles besides somebody getting healed? All right. When you're sick, you know, most people run to the doctor. All right. They run, they need an operation, whatever, you know, but we have Dr. Jesus. All right. If you have faith. All right. Great crowd was following Jesus. Why? Why? It says right here, why? Because. Why? It says because. Because they had seen the signs, the miracles which he continually performed upon those who were sick. So people would follow Jesus because of the healings. So no healings, they wouldn't have followed him. All right? So people say, well, eventually some people, they didn't, they stopped following Jesus. And that's true. But they still had followers. And those who followed him, they listened to him. All right? So if we want people to follow Jesus, we're going to have to get people to follow us because we're part of the body. And in following us, they're going to get to know Jesus. Right? Because we're his ambassador on this earth. So, the miracles, the healings, tremendously, tremendous instrument, vehicles, to get people to follow Jesus. Let's go to Mark 6. Mark 6, 54 to 56. I love this one. As soon as they got, they, they, the disciples with Jesus, got out of the boat, the people recognized him. They recognized him. They didn't recognize them. They recognized him, it says. Why? Why would they reckon? Why would it say they recognized him? Well, I'll tell you why. They recognized him because they knew that this Jesus was the miracle worker. He was the healer. And that's proven in the next verse where it says, And they ran about the whole countryside. The moment they saw Jesus, recognized that it was Jesus, the Jesus that heals, the Jesus that delivers people from demons, the Jesus that raises people from the dead, the moment they recognized him, they took off. They scattered. Not to run away from him. No, it says here, they ran about the whole countryside and began to carry around sick people on their sleeping pads or mats to any place where they heard that he was. Wow. You know? And wherever he came, wherever he came, 
So he didn't just stay right there when he got off the boat. Wherever he came into villages, cities, or the country, wow, he's a busy man. They would lay the sick in the marketplaces. So every city, every village, every countryside, there is a marketplace. There is. It doesn't matter where you go. There's a place where there's a market. You know, I come from a, a very small village. Maybe not as small as some, some I've seen in Africa. But I come from a small village, and they had one one gas station. They had one local store. That was the marketplace. That's the marketplace. All right? Yeah, that's where Jesus would go, because that's where the people went. To buy food, to trade. You know, that's where he went. That's where the people were at. Jesus loved the crowds. He loved the crowds. All right? That's why the Lord told me to get ready for the crowds. All right? Wherever he came in the villages, cities, country, they would lay the sick. All right, I read that. And as many as touched him were restored to health. So everywhere would Jesus would go, Jesus wouldn't have time to go from house to house. No. He would go to the marketplace where there's already a lot of people there. There's already a crowd there buying, selling, browsing, you know, fooling around, whatever, goofing around. You know, they found out he was there. They went. They went. They all went. They had friends. They went to their houses. They grabbed them. They brought them back there. And what happened? As many as touched him were restored to health. They were restored to health. Wow. All right. John 4. John 4. The Gospel of John. The Gospel of John 4. It's 46 to 53. Well, we're going to look at 53, really. Then the father knew that it was at that very hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he and his entire household believed. All right. Because of this healing, because of this healing of the man's son, him and his entire household believed. So the healing was conducive to them believing. All right. Acts 9, the book of Acts, chapter 9, it's really verse 36 to 42. We're just for time's sake. Let's look at verse 42. And this became known throughout all Joppa, and many came to believe on the Lord. All right? So the miracle that took place, all right? The miracle that took place caused, because it became known throughout all Joppa, and many came to believe because of that healing, because of that miracle, all right? So that's what miracles do, all right? They draw people. They draw people to Jesus, all right? If they're real, if they're the real deal. Now, I want to touch on this here in John 5, the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John 5, 17, 19 to 20 and 30 We've, I've looked at this many times regarding where Jesus said, you know, I only do what I see my father doing. All right? Now that, if I, if you ask me, that's called quote unquote obedience. I only do. Right? I only do. So when you do something, that means you're obeying God. God tells you to do something like he told his disciples regarding the water. Right? Yeah. They did it. They obeyed him. Right? All right. So Jesus says here, I only do. What my father tells me to do. What I see my father, you know, telling me, showing me. Well, 
That's walking in his sonship. That's walking in obedience. All right? Now, I wrote here, which is a perfect example of obedience to the Father, which is based upon the miracles, healings. Jesus was doing, being persecuted for them because they were done on the Sabbath. All right? If you read verse 15 and 16, there was a healing that took place. All right? So what Jesus is saying here regarding his obedience to what his father was showing him and telling him to do, it was based upon a miracle. Jesus did what the father told him to do, and a miracle took place. A healing took place. All right? So every time Jesus healed somebody, or did a miracle, or cast out a demon, it was based upon what he saw by the Spirit, what he saw the father first doing, because that's what it says here in verse 17, my father is at work. All right? And so must I be at work. Going back to the age 12, I must be at my father's business. All right? So I wrote here, there are many people in this big world of all kinds of religious backgrounds or non, no, non-religious background that will never believe the gospel and get saved unless they experience for themselves some kind of miracle, some kind of sign, or some kind of wonder. They just will never believe. And God knows that. Do we deserve miracle signs and wonders? No, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But all, all these, this whole realm of miracle signs and wonders are based upon grace. All right? I experienced a type of miracle. Well, I did. It was a miracle. The new birth is a miracle. But I experienced, uh, when I got born again, I experienced something supernaturally, the miraculous. All right? I didn't ask for it. I wasn't seeking for it. I had somebody who was praying for me um, for 15 years, you know. So I had an experience. So a miracle, a sign, a wonder is a tight is an experience. It will be an experience, all right. And that's what God uses many times to draw people to Jesus, to get them saved, to get their attention. You know, they're attention grabbers. Miracles, signs, and wonders healings, deliverances, all that stuff. They're tension grabbers. All right? So I'm done for for now. And uh, I this was a great teaching. And so let's not downplay the miracles, the need of miracles. But I'm not trying to put emphasis just on miracles. If anybody knows me, I put more emphasis on walking in the new man, mind renewal, uh, you know, all these different things. Walking in the realities of the new creation, fasting, praying in tongues, you know, meditating the word, you know, yeah, how to get rid of sin, you know, in our lives. That's what, that's a big part of my calling regarding, uh, discipleship, uh, reformation, you know, but miracles are a big part of all this. And they're not just for just a few of us, they're for all of us. They're for all, they're for every believer, you know, whether it's a healing for yourself, a miracle for yourself, or for those around you, whether they're believers or unbelievers, unsaved. Miracles are for today. We need to see them again. And I'm not talking about the flaky stuff that we see on TV. I think a lot of it is, is, is wrong. It's misleading. No, I'm talking about the real, real deal. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Got to go. And as I encourage Always, uh, my viewers, my listeners, to walk, to learn how to walk in the fullness of your sonship by 
learning on how to walk in the grace of God and the faith of God, because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God, which is how we got our sonship back. By grace. We're saved by grace. When we got saved, we became sons, right? John 1, 14. Uh, John 1, 12, 13. All right. Thank you. Shalom and uh, amen.